space. We'll do it live. It. Do it live. Well, I'll write it and we'll do it live. What do we have here? What is this? The handsome content. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. Good morning. Party people, how the heck you doing? Happy Thursday to you and yours, 532. Happy Thursday to you, Carl freaking Brown. What's going on, buddy? How the heck you doing over there, pal? I'm doing all right, man. So I saved this story. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell you in the car on the way to work. I was like, no. I'm going to tell Carl this story as soon as we turn on the microphones. Okay. They're on. So I have talked at length about the issue in the neighborhood with the cat and the skunks. Yes. The skunks are here, and the cat wants a piece of them, and the cat keeps losing the battle in the sense of coming been, home. Been three run-ins so far. Coming home stinky. Whoa! Someone smells stinky. We just saw one earlier this week, you and I, in the neighborhood. We were waiting to turn left at the lights uh, there, and we looked over, and on the lawn, there's the skunk. He turned to face us, lifted tail, and I believe uh, uh, drenched the uh, lawn that was opposing us there. So this morning, I am, I think I was pouring a cup of coffee or something, and I hear... You know when you, you, you hear your cat meow outside, mm-hmm. and then you hear the fight meow? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I know the one. Yeah. So I hear that, and I go, mm-hmm. oh, God, no. Bar the doors. <laughs> so I open the door, and what do I see? My cat chasing a raccoon off of our front steps. <laughs> like the raccoon hightailing it out of there. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that my cat was able to back down a raccoon, Carl Brown. Your cat's aggressive. But a raccoon, I thought raccoons knew. It was like, no, I'll take you if I have to. I think it depends. Yeah. Think it depends. If they're forced to, I think they will. Yeah. But if there's an escape route, you know, they'll live to fight another day. I kind of just assumed the raccoon was like, no, I know I can beat you. Yeah. So I will. Yeah. Like, I hope, were other raccoons watching? This guy probably lost some street cred. And the raccoon probably said, you don't know who my cousin is. (laughs) As he's running away? I'm coming back here with more dudes. I'm coming back here with way more dudes. You don't even know what you've done. (laughs) Started a war cat. Is that what it is? Yeah. So That's always the claim. You see a guy back down? You don't know who my brother is, man. I don't care who your brother is. (laughs) Are we going right now? Yes or no? Are we doing this? Or do you even have a family meeting before we do this? (laughs) I think that's what the raccoon was doing. He's going for backup. Uh, the cat, like, uh, maybe. Cat came in right after. like And, like... Strutting? Oh, strutting. Like, I wish we had Kiss <laughs> Strutter right now. Like, holy, man. Cat was peacocking when she walked in the door. Which, I mean, for good reason. Chasing sure. off a raccoon? Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a scrappy cat. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, I, the way she keeps getting sprayed... Skinny... Big butthole, underappreciated. She knows it. She knows it. I always assumed she was a bad scrapper, but maybe it's just, yeah, it's just she's she's met her match with the raccoons, but everything else. I think it's a tough cap. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
I was I, I, I fist bumped her out. I was like, "Good for you, good for you again." I mean, I didn't want to clean up the you know the no. mess that would have been if it was the no. other way. It would have been terrible. No. So um, either way, I just couldn't believe. It. I was like, "What a start to the day!" That is a great start to the day. <laughs> what a start to the a great start. Much better than opening up the door and be like, "Oh, she's oh, chasing no. a skunk." This is. Oh Lord. Or bad. texting me quickly and saying, Carl, bring your shovel. Yeah. yeah. That also would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Uh, all right. Hey, um, before we get to our dink of the day, Ashley, she's been killing it with the bangers this week. Yeah. She's lined up another. We're going to kick off the show with Danzig. It's Mother, right Soper nice. and Brown Show. Good morning, party people. Let's go. Soper and Brown Show. It's 977 Hits FM. Let's get going here with our dink of the day. Where are we off to? You know, I'm trying to look into the story here. I believe uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Wichita Falls. Wichita Falls. Uh, and we talk often about how if you are wanted by police, you try to lay low, right? Try to. Try not to do anything too insane that's going to get you caught or going to put you on the radar. or Draw attention. It's going to knock you unconscious. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, man in Wichita Falls was wanted by police for multiple different things. Mm-hmm. He had been wanted for a little bit. And so he decided, well, the best way for me to lay low is to try to walk my way through a car wash. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the... Um, water pressure, you know, grab no. the spray and spray it down. And you're yourself. talking like you're talking like the valet car wash, automated, full on. That's right. Stroll through. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. So he goes in, and no one, no one knows exactly what happened at the start. But at some point, a roller or something came down. Mm-hmm. Ah, knocked him unconscious, Carl. Yeah. One uh, of those, uh, you know, the flaps that kind of slap up against the side yeah. of your car. Those would hurt, dude. Real heavy, wet, slapping, <laughs> slapping against you. Right? Beefy slaps. We were watching a movie with the kids, and they rolled down the windows in the car wash like the kids did, and be like, oh, this is so fun, and everything. And we were thinking, like, you have just ruined the interior of that car. <laughs> this is not fun at all. How yeah, are you giving this? This is the first vehicle I've had with, uh, with a sunroof. Do you know how many times I check that thing oh. before I go through? Yeah, I, I, I have too many trust issues. I don't even know if I'd be able to do it. I check all windows repeatedly. <laughs> so, gets knocked unconscious. Uh, somebody uh, working inside sees in the camera, stops it, mm-hmm. and runs in there. They have to call an ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance shows up, and they figure out who he is, check everything. And that's when they realize, oh, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's wanted. <laughs> So uh, they call the police and, yeah. you know, after giving him medical attention, show up and he's probably arrested. Does it say what he was wanted for originally? Uh, it just says multiple charges. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Walking through the car wash. It's not, you know, not like I was, you know, I had to go to an emergency dental appointment or something. Yeah. Or I had to, like, I was forced out because I had to attend this or... There was a funeral that I couldn't miss. No. Ah, they got me. How'd they get you, Roy? Well, I was taking a stroll through the car wash, <laughs> as a man loves to do. It would be stupid on the best of days. It would be. But when you are wanted for whatever. 
trying to lay low. That is just next. I I just I'll never understand how some people's wavelengths work. You know, it's a great mystery. <laughs> so it's wh- the great mystery of life. Wichita Falls, man, you're our <laughs> dink of the day. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. You know, we've talked a lot about revenge on this show. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you a revenge is a dish best served cold type person? Best served immediately. Yeah, yeah. You want to serve it just <laughs> right down their throats. Serve yeah. it right back at them. Mm-hmm. And I would say we are both pro revenge in the right circumstances. Is that? I think, yeah. Is that fair yeah. to say? To a point, yes. I think you got to do. It's got to be done right. It's got to be done. Yeah. You just got to make sure you got your bases covered. Yeah. That's really the thing. Yeah. Make sure you do the detail work. There's got to be a good reason for it, too, right? You can't just yeah. be like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, they cut me off in traffic, so I no. killed them, make, you know, whatever. Yeah. Make sure your response is appropriate to yeah. the previous offense. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So this is um, a man in Germany who was recently arrested. He's a subcontractor who did some work on a set of apartments. Mm-hmm. He was He claims... He is owed nearly $6 million. That is a lot of money for some apartment work. So this is what he claims he is owed. And he hasn't been paid yet. So he decided to exact some revenge. Okay. And this is where you come in, Carl. Did he go overboard? So I'm assuming he did not take the contract that was signed or the agreement to court and he went a different route. Yeah, maybe this was a, a handshake and a nod agreement. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know quite how the, the contract situations work in Germany. Um, so he decided to take an excavator. Take it to the apartments. Mm-hmm. And rip off a bunch of balconies. <laughs> he undid his work? Multiple balconies, ripped them off, cracked them, tore them, damaged them. He's taken his chunk back out of the building. I guess so. I don't know if that's going to work out well for him. Uh, Again, he has been arrested. Yeah. Were people, like, occupying these buildings? People lived in them, yes. Yeah. Yeah, nobody was killed, luckily. Um... I guess he had the <laughs> foresight to be like, well, if someone's on their balcony, I won't take it. I'll slide over yeah. one. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm unaware exactly how that happens. See, now, again, you may be angry, and you may be rightfully angry. Yeah. But the guy who is in that apartment doesn't know that you weren't paid for your job. Yeah. He just knows somebody's ripping down his patio with an excavator right now, and that's an emergency. <laughs> yeah. This you're, you you took uh, you took what should have been a pointed shot, and you went buckshot on this. <laughs> you, you went you went full spray and pray. You did not nail your target. What you did was rip down several unsuspecting people's balconies, and you're still probably not getting paid. Well, and the thing too is is that if you were in the right, and I mm-hmm. uh, we obviously don't know. No. But if you were in the right, yeah, you've just lost. You've lost. You lost. You just lost the hand. Yeah, like it's yeah. You got dealt pocket aces and somehow folded. Yeah. It's remarkable. 
It is kind of remarkable, actually. You, I, you'll never win if you Ass- are owed the money. Assuming you delivered on the contracted work yeah. and there is a delay in payment. I know that's frustrating. I'm sure it is. But there's got to be a better route than than this. So I, I am I am pro revenge in some mm-hmm. scenarios. I am, but targeted. Make it right. Yeah, go it, after the right people. At the start of this thing, you said it right. Like it's it's got to make sense for what happened, and and mm-hmm. yeah, make sure your target is acquired. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. <laughs> some real innocent folks got in the way of this one. <laughs> real innocent folks. Trust me, I'd love to destroy things with an excavator. I think it'd be yeah, fun. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. Tearing down some patios sounds fun, but you can't do way it. To go. Can't no. do it when they're occupied. <laughs> you just you can't do it. Somebody said, "What if someone walked out and fell to their death?" I assume the commotion. People are looking and going, "Oh, someone's attacking our building." Yeah, I assume. That's what I would think. But yeah, if somebody did fall to their death, yeah, then you then you're also liable there. Yeah, yeah. I just well, it's not a good plan. It's just this isn't revenge I would do. No. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. Six oh seven. I'm Matt Soper. He's Carl Brown. Text message here says that uh, contractor guy could have rivaled the dink of the day. It, yeah, you're definitely in contention for it. Put a lot of people at risk. A lot of people who are unaware of the situation at risk. Got to you. Got to find a way to somehow hone in that anger. You know. God, God know your audience, man. And, God know your audience. And, and that one was best, best probably served in a labor court, unfortunately. Well, of the uh, that's exacting just revenge on the building itself. If if you are owed that money, yeah, there's there there should have been a contract signed, yeah. and if there wasn't, there's gotta be ways. Aside from destroying other people's property. <laughs> There's a great text here uh, in the inbox that I had a contractor that screwed me over. I called the CRA. They did a full audit on his company. Uh, see, there you go. I'm sure they found That's, a ton on him. I'm sure they found something. <laughs> if the CRA was, they'd find right. something. And maybe you don't get to see the revenge, so you know it's harder but, to... But, but you know he's going through yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Better than ripping off balconies. <laughs> right? Maybe not maybe not instantly satisfying, but in the long term, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh Matt email came in. I said, heard you guys talking about revenge. Uh growing up, my neighbor and my dad would always get after it, whether it be dogs on the lawn, pooping on the lawn, <laughs> you know, parking where you shouldn't be, this and that. The one time my dad got so angry at my neighbor, he walked over, his neighbor had just had a new driveway done. And I pour. He poured two buckets of paint all mm-hmm. over the driveway. And when he asked him, "Did you do this?" He just deadpan said, "Nope." <laughs> you do this? <laughs> he said, "My dad knew there was no way he could prove it, and I've never seen him happier in my life." <laughs> that is uh that that's some that's some dad revenge. Oh. That's that's pretty solid. I remember growing up. You do this? Nope. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Jim, did you pour this paint on here? <clears throat> nope. <laughs> I remember growing up, we lived in a like a cul de sac. 
Mm-hmm. And so my my stepdad he he builds like gym floors for a living, right? So he yep. he has this big like five ton cube van that he drives to work every day. And the way it worked in our cul-de-sac is like he had to park in a certain spot so that because we had like a single lane driveway. So if he parked in the driveway, he would always get home before my mom. Right. It, the, you know, then mom would have nowhere to kind of park, right? So he would park somewhere so that she could pull into the driveway with the car. Got it. Well, I guess one of the people in the cul-de-sac didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And rather than go to my stepdad and say, hey, this truck is kind of impeding things. Yeah. Can is we do something about it? We could it? move it to... He called the bylaw officer. Oh, that's the way. Go right away with it. Now, here's the great part. Why or what was it that the truck was impeding? What did he not like? Was it just, you know, was it an eyesore? Trouble getting a view out of his driveway when he was pulling out or something like that? Something like that. That would make more sense. And at least. Totally. At least you could say, okay, I get it, man. You know, I totally get it. I can work around that. No, Carl. The reason he called bylaw, I can't back my boat out. <laughs> I have to do like a seven point turn to get my boat to, out. To back my boat out. So you have to move your truck. To which my dad said, well, how, how often? Are you using your boat like every day? Like is every it on the weekends weekend or something? Like, right? Like he's like, yeah. you know, you could have came to me and said, yeah. just, just come to me and say, hey, I've got to back my boat out tomorrow. Yep. You know, can we do something here? Great. Yeah, sure. Great. Bylaw show. Sorry. You see me outside taking the garbage out on a Thursday or something like that? Yeah. Give me a wave. Hey, Daryl, hey. I got to get the boat out tomorrow. Do you mind? On Saturday. Do you mind parking the driveway? Of course. Sure. Done. It's not hard to be neighborly. <laughs> Most of us, especially when you do live in those closed confines, will be pretty reasonable to a solution like that. Here's can you imagine if you went the other way? Oh. Would you mind just on Saturday? For like twenty minutes, I got to move the boat out. Could you move your van? Eat? No, it's not gonna. It's it's not the reaction. It's not gonna happen. So bylaw shows up, and turns out where my stepdad was parking, it's six inches over the quote unquote line of where it's supposed to be. Six inches. Yeah, and so bylaw says, "I hate that I have to tell you this. No, but you do have to move your truck." And you Six inches. can't park here. Six inches. So Daryl says, okay, well, where the hell do I park? Because you're going to have to. back from there. Well, you're going to have to park. And he points to a different spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess so. Best thing, where he had to park now, mm-hmm. made it even harder for the guy to get the boat out. <laughs> <laughs> made it even harder. But it was in the bylaw. It was recommended by the bylaw. By the books. And so he was like, you know what? I'll happily park here for the rest of my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. I'll Every happily day. park here. And God, that is like, it's it's revenge without even trying to get revenge, right? <laughs> A little bit. It's just, is when things line up for you just perfectly. Not too often the bylaw ends up on your side. Yeah. I remember he was just, I remember my stepdad saying that bylaw is like, I don't like, I hate this guy. But yeah. I, but I'm sorry I have to tell you this. Where did I park? Oh, even if the spot makes it even harder? God, That's man. worse. Too bad. Anyways, don't be an asshole neighbor, all right? Mm-hmm. 977-977. You can text the show. It's the Pumpkins. Hits FM.
text message here said I had a neighbor that would park his vehicle in my way all the time. So me and my friend went over at night, jacked up his truck and put it on blocks. So the wheels were just off the ground, sat back and watched as this stupid got in his truck, put it in drive, just spinning his wheels when he realized it was on blocks. He lost his mind. It was so funny. Never parked there again. Ooh, the old sit back and watch him snap. <laughs> Oh, a few things more satisfying. <laughs> uh, you can keep the re- revenge stories coming by all means. Sure. We, we do have to take a break. And on the other side of it, we have the latest update with the fart jar situation, Carl. And it's a good update. It is. It's a great update. It is. I, we got to take her. I've, I've seen tons of texts. People asking what's going on. We got to take her. Full details in seven minutes. Silver and Brown, 97.7 Hits FM. So, about that jar. (laughs) We're on to plan C. We have, unfortunately, hit a few snags along the way. Yep. The fart jar journey off to a bit of a slower start than I would have hoped. A later start. But I think we found something yesterday. In the most unlikely of ways. Yeah. That is going to set us up very, very well. Well, it's it's funny because it might end up being kind of the perfect scenario, right? Might be. And it it somewhat fell into our laps. And I I wish I could remember the guy's name who initially reached out to us. I don't know if he ever gave us his name. Um, But I'll I'll find out his name. We'll look back at the text box. But there was a gentleman mm -hmm. that was messaging us amongst many offers that were coming in yesterday. Yeah. And his came in a bit later, and he said, I have a daughter who's making a drive, not all the way across Canada, but a good portion of the way across mm-hmm. Canada, from Niagara Falls. Let me wake her up after 8.30, yeah. and I'll chat with her. And sure enough, by the end of the show, we were in touch with the person who's going to take this thing on the first leg. Rebecca is her name, and she has some family and medicine hat. And she is driving by herself from Niagara Falls to Medicine Hat, Alberta. And so uh, the the dad was like, yeah, you know, I, I, but I don't want to wake her up. And I don't want to say yes for her, but I think she would do it. And so we we're kind of <laughs> sitting on it yesterday. And which way are we going to go with it? And, and it was just like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Right. This is a pretty let's good chase option. this lead. Yeah. So sure enough, she texts in to us at like 9.50, like yeah. right, 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 right at the end of the show. Yeah, the hobo's plan. Yeah. And so I get her on the phone and I kind of just yak back and forth with her and tell her the idea and tell her what's going on. And she says, sure, I can do that. So, Go. This, so yeah. this we know. Yeah. We have a taker. That's right. We have a taker. We have progress as far as Medicine Hat, Alberta. That's right. I was talking with her yesterday. She unfortunately isn't leaving until Monday. Oh, we can't be picky at this point. No, absolutely not, right? We had a bunch of horses out the gate, and we unfortunately picked the wrong one as he couldn't end up doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of set us back and led us down a path of trying to pick people on the fly. But it's led us to Rebecca. And although it has to wait until Monday for the journey to begin... We know she's going. We've talked to her about some other side pieces to help her out and for her to help us out. And we know for sure that as of Monday morning, 
the jar will be in Rebecca's hand, and she will be heading north of Ontario and making her way towards Manitoba and eventually making her way towards Medicine Hat, Carl. It's going to be quite the journey. Quite the journey. I told her, I gave her complete creative freedom. I've given her some ideas of like, you know, I, I would Whatever love. Whatever route you want to take. Yeah, I would love, you know, border signs and, and yep. stuff with the jar and yep. this and that. But I say, if you see something on the side of the road that you think is funny. Oh, yeah. Right? Like I say, if you found the world's biggest beach ball, mm-hmm. right? And you went, go, go do that. World's largest beaver carving. Right? Stop yeah. By. It, yeah. The, the fart jar should go with that. <laughs> and, as, a, as a former great Canadian festival, if you see another roadside attraction. You go ahead and stop it. <laughs> what uh, we should actually Google uh, mm-hmm. uh, largest Canadian attractions. Okay, like we should Google that and see what pops up, and maybe we can find someone and go, "Oh, this is here. This is here." Does Hits Nation know? Hits Nation I'm probably looking. knows. I'm looking. Yeah, Canada's largest attractions. The 10 biggest and weirdest landmarks in Canada. Okay, you you sit on that for a second, okay? Sitting. Let's talk more about this after Weezer and Hashbite. Rebecca, we love you. It's Hits FM. Soper and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. Hits Nation is giving a massive round of applause to Rebecca right now for stepping up to make this happen for us, Carl. It was... It was looking scary, frankly, for a little bit there. We were wondering if we were going to have to just abandon ship and yeah. bury the thing in a time capsule and <laughs> dig it up ourselves three months later or something. I don't know. We were going to you know, put it somewhere secretly in the White House of Rock and have some kind of perverted Easter egg hunt to see who could find it. I, <laughs> I don't know what we were going to do with the thing. We had to pay this thing off somehow. Uh, text message. I'm naming my next child Rebecca in honor of this absolute champion. Boy or girl, doesn't matter. They'll understand the importance. I couldn't agree more. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so she's off to Medicine Hat, and it's officially going to start on Monday. And then once it gets to Alberta, well, hell, we'll figure it out from there, right? We've got contacts yeah, there. Yeah, that's, we do. That's, that's the easy part. I think we can get it over the Rockies. I, I agree completely. Uh, so what are some of the big Canadian attractions we can try and get her to stop at? So I was scrolling through here, and I'll, I'll go over the ones that might be on the way. Uh, we do have a... <laughs> a 35-foot T-Rex oh. in, Dr- in Drumheller, Alberta. Hell yeah. I'm assuming representing the Badlands there. Hell yeah. Uh, this one is attractive. The uh, This is number three on the list. The world's largest paperclip is in Kipling, Saskatchewan. What? Mm-hmm. That's got to be the most boring like le- roadside attraction yeah. ever. According to Guinness World Records, Kipling is home to the world's largest paperclip at uh, 15 feet and 2 inches tall. It's over 45 feet long and 3,043 pounds of steel. Yeah, That's a lot of steel. (laughs) Uh, We've got uh, Van Gogh's Sunflowers on an Easel in Altona, Manitoba. Okay. It's just a big painting of uh, (laughs) sunflowers on a huge easel somewhere in Manitoba. Uh, Sudbury's got the big nickel. That's oh, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Now, a few of these are in the other direction, like the Big Orange in Montreal, uh, yeah. the huge uh, lobster in uh, New Brunswick. The Big Apple in Coburg, somebody texted the, in. The Big Fiddle in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Ooh, the uh, Big Fiddle. I want to see that myself. <laughs> Mac the Moose is one that I would like to uh, to see if Rebecca could swing through in, if I'm reading the card correctly, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, uh, standing at 32 feet tall. Weighing about 10 tons. Baby! They just call him Big Mac. They call him Big Mac? Located at the Moose Jaws Visitor Center. 
He lost his title as the world's largest Miss, but still what? believed he's North America's biggest and most beloved. Who the hell beat him? Does it say? Uh, let's see here. Somebody beat Mac the Moose? I'll have to, I would have to look into it. it. Doesn't say here. That's devastating results right there, man. He's <laughs> now only the second biggest. Ugh. Uh. You don't want to be the second biggest. Nobody cares no. about the second biggest. No, skip it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that number one on the list, the moose? Oh, it's like number 10. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, number one is uh, this in- incredible totem pole in Alert Bay, uh, BC. Oh, uh, it's a little okay. further west than we're asking uh, Rebecca to go. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. I skipped over it. Fair enough. Well, we will... Um we will certainly be chatting with her about some of those and, and seeing what she can and can't stop at. I, the, the big dinosaur interests me. And Drumheller, yep. And I, I thought the paperclip might be stupid, but now I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in the paperclip. I must now. see it. So, Rebecca, thank you so much. We do appreciate that, and we'll have more details on, uh, on it as we, we work towards Monday when she does officially start her journey. And the far chart journey. With that, we're going to take a break. Uh, we have to get to open mic in a few minutes. If you do want to get some questions in, you want to know anything at all about Carlos, myself, you want to throw random questions towards Hits Nation, now's your time. 977-977. Southern Ontario's Best Rock and the Silver and Brown Show on 97.7 Hits FM. That's the lazies. Nothing much trouble. 97.7 Hits FM. Before we get into this thing, uh, this would have been... Yeah, three years ago, maybe four years ago, saw the Lazies. Mm-hmm. In, this was in Kingston, actually on a boat cruise. Oh, really? We were doing like a party cruise with the radio station I was working at, and you can just win your way in. And then we have a live band on. Mm. Finger Eleven played once, Trues played, and then the, the Lazies did one. And it was always a great time, right? No, in the middle of summer, so it, it's hot though, and even on the water, it's hot. And so you've got the windows of the boat cruise open. The guitarist for the Lazies at one point ran into the crowd. He's playing in the crowd. Everyone's going nuts. And he jumps up on this chair. And I don't think he realized he was by the window. And he's playing the guitar. And he falls backwards off the chair towards the window. And, like, you know that thing where the crowd goes, <gasps> like, at once? Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, my God, this dude's <laughs> about to fall out the window of a boat. Like, But he, like, literally caught himself. With his butt like hanging out the window, and like then just like propped himself forward like a gazelle, and just went right back into the guitar solo. Wow! It was the most rock and roll thing I've ever seen. That is extraordinarily rock and roll. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. And huh. I, I think of that moment every time I hear the ladies. <laughs> Anyways, That's let's awesome. fire. let's fire this thing. Who is this? A huge ass. Is this two people on the line? <laughs> All right, 977-977. You can text the show. Call us to 905-688-9797. You know, we're talking about these giant roadside attractions and yeah. tons of people saying Rebecca needs to see the giant goose in Wawa. In Wawa, Ontario? Never even heard of it, but I'm in. Kind of the halfway mark, right, between yeah. uh, if you're on your way to Manitoba? Yeah, here. From, from here, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, yeah, through Ontario, right? Yeah, through Ontario. Yeah. So, I won't, okay, big goose is on the list officially. We'll we'll, we'll throw it on the request pile. Uh, someone asked, "Can I get an?" Oh yeah. Oh hi. Play the Marshall one. Uh, yeah, you're right. I've got to find it now. Oh, crap. You just have that at your fingertips. I I do. I I moved a bunch of stuff around, and then I was also looking for something else, and now I've lost it. Well. <sighs> I've ruined it, Carl. Here we are. I've ruined it. All right. 
We're oh, trying. Hey. We're trying to keep what? Hi. That's the, better that's late than never. Yeah. Carl, screw <laughs> Mary Kill. Bruce Willis, breakfast sandwiches, your baby Honda Civic. Let's get the easy one out of the way here. We're going to marry the breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Long term relationship. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, what to do? Oh, <laughs> Carl. What to do? I mean, honestly. What to do? So, we're talking screw or kill. The Honda Civic? Your baby Honda. This is. I don't like this question anymore. <sighs> Man. I don't like this question anymore. I'm uncomfortable with this question. Maybe I marry Bruce. Oh. Make an honest man out of him. Oh. <laughs> Screw the sandwiches. Oh. And roll that Civic into no. the No. Tough one. That's a tough, tough one. Going to, going to do a spinoff from yesterday's question, says this person. Funniest or weirdest name to name a child? I mean, the bar has already been set at incredibly high levels for oh. what you can and cannot name a kid. So. Celebrities just yeah, spin a wheel at man. this point. I feel, I feel like we've almost gone beyond parody with it, you know? Yeah. You can't just throw anything in there. People put in math equations as first names. Yeah. It's no longer uh, funny either, right? Like, it's just... Yeah. No. You, f- you feel it's for these weird. kids. You're just asking someone to spell their name and explain themselves. You're giving them a chore for the rest of their days, and I think yeah. it's mean. Yeah, you really feel for these kids, man. A uh, question here, and I'm assuming this one's aimed at me. Were you a big wrestling gamer back in the day, N64, or even further back, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo? Uh, I was a huge wrestling gamer. I was a Sega kid growing up. Okay. I had uh, Royal Rumble and the Monday Night Raw game for Sega. And then when, when I moved on to the 64, um, NWO, WCW World Tour, WCW, NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, Revenge No Mercy. Revenge such a great game. No I Mercy. Still, I still have No Mercy, Revenge, and World Tour for my 64 in working order. Um, and then, yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit further on uh, with when I have my PS2, not so much beyond that. I, the, the 2K games that they put out now... I find have a real steep learning curve, and it's just not that simple. Yeah, I tried the to get... HQ model where you go in and I can okay, I can grapple, I can hit a finish, I can do some cool stuff. I tried to get Marshall to play one, and um, it's it was too it was too complicated. Like, yeah, he, he just wanted to you know wrestle, yeah. and it was like you wanted to like too much. do some cool stuff yeah, and be was... able to you know hit your finish easily, and you know, it's just yeah, I don't like the current engine that they have. For those games, it, it's not appealing to me. So, not so much anymore, but as a kid, tons. Two things here. The worst name to name your kid, obviously. Jeff. Uh, number two, last one. What's the best porno, t- porno title you boys have ever seen? The best title? Porno title. Just going off titles. <laughs> I have two that come to mind. Yeah. One of them is Grinding Nemo. <laughs> Great porn title. <laughs> Number two, do you know the movie Fantastic Beasts and where they're from or whatever? And where to find them? Where to find them? Fantastic Breasts and where to find them. Oh, that's, a that's just a, help, a helpful guide. Uh, Pulp Friction was always good. Ah. Uh, Forrest Gulp. There's, Forrest uh, Gulp. <laughs> the parody names are always the best, right? Taint Misbehaving. That's pretty good oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Position Impossible. <laughs> that's not too bad oh someone uh, i don't know if i can read that one <laughs> glazed and confused you're talking about donuts right yes i'm 100 southern ontario's best rock and the sober and brown show on 97.7 hits fm there is as you can imagine 
a ton of porn titles that are now coming into the textbook. <laughs> Just a couple. Somebody texted during open mic said, what's the best porno title you've ever heard? Grinding Nemo, I think, is my That's favorite so far. There. You've got males. You've got males. <laughs> 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 it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that go hump in the night. Has come in. <laughs> Call of Booty. For your ass only. Jurassic Pork. <laughs> Jurassic Pork's a great one. In Diana Jones. I get you. Okay. You're not Sorry. into that? That one doesn't do that it for you? Okay. That one's okay. Just okay for you? Uh-huh. Just okay. There's um, there's a parody off Schindler's List. and It rhymes with list. Yeah, I'll let you figure that one out. It's on the end of your arm. <laughs> there's... <laughs> <laughs> there are so many that we just legitimately can't read. Ferris Bueller honks off. <laughs> Jamaican me horny. <laughs> That's they're all they're all great. They're all great. <laughs> I could read well, these forever in all honesty. What we need to talk about though yes. is safe sex. So what? We need to talk about some safe sex. I'm worried about our jar. Why? There's been an outbreak in Alberta. Oh. And I'm not talking COVID. Oh. Although they have issues with that, too. <laughs> Something else. Oh, okay. Well, I just started a song. I can wait. Okay. All right. Let's. I think this is weird. All right. Let's talk after um, Headstones. First, it's the Foo Fighters. Soper and Brown Show. The Soper and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Before you educate us, Carl Brown. Yes, sir. I got an sh- uh, email from Trevor. Want to give him a shout out? He sent a picture of the giant fiddle. Oh yeah, somewhere in the east coast there. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about giant roadside attractions, and I gotta say, pretty cool. Giant fiddle is badass. Mm-hmm. I'd say we're taking the radio show to Halifax. <laughs> we're going to do a radio show in Halifax. Let's go. That's the, re- that's the retirement plan, oh, isn't it? Oh man, we still uh, we're still holding firm on that. And <laughs> go work on a lobster boat. Yeah, that's right. Put in some honest work. <laughs> That's a cool-ass fiddle, man. Anyways, just want to give a shout-out to Trevor. I like to transition from lobster boats, fiddles, porn parodies into the next natural progression, safe sex. Oh, obviously, yes. After a horrifying number of syphilis infections in Alberta oh. have reached pre-antibiotic levels. Wow. That's right. Highest rates we've seen since the 1940s before antibiotics were introduced. Too early to get a fish sandwich? Far too early. In Alberta right now, despite advances in healthcare, the number of syphilis infections is skyrocketing to the highest levels in close to 70 years. Uh, cases of disease in Alberta have exploded. Back in 2000, only 17 cases. Very manageable. By 2020, 2,509 Want to make feels, sure my dingus works. Feels like more. It's the highest they've seen since penicillin became widely available. <laughs> Folks just getting after it in lockdown or like? Uh, well, you see, almost half the cases were in Edmonton, which I believe is an incredibly strong strain left behind by the 80s Oilers. <laughs> that, uh, they're still working to uh, get over. You guys have uh, McDavid. What, what do you have to be? Uh, come on. Enjoy that. What, what those boys left behind will live on. Forever in, in infectious diseases. Fair enough. Have you ever been to a Mark Messier hot tub party? Um, so I guess people are taking fewer precautions. They're uh, using condoms less frequently, 
and using more social media apps to uh, uh, to get around. They actually cited Facebook in the article that I'm reading here, which if you're using Facebook to get laid, you deserve to catch a disease. I'm just really the hug right business now. in Guelph is booming. Sorry, I uh, cut it's you boom. Off. It's booming in Edmonton is where it's booming <laughs> yeah. here. Sober. This is a, this is insane. Well, they had over they had close to 800 cases in the first quarter of this year. In the yeah, first let them meet three there. months. Yeah. Like that's that's too much. That's, it is a that's lot. It's far too much. Are we worried about the jar now? I'm a little worried about the jar. Did you wrap the jar? I haven't wrapped it yet. <laughs> Do you have to seal it further? Uh, maybe we should have taken the option. That guy was going to fly to BC. <laughs> Just right over top of this. Maybe right that's over what top. we should have done. Get over the syphilis. Get over the smoke safely onto the, the furthest left coast you can. How's Medicine Hat? Uh, Medicine Hat is not cited in the article here. Okay, good. My friend uh, Rebecca's heading there, so. Apparently the disease is also surging across the United States and Australia. I think we've been focusing on something else. <laughs> well, while the problem, quite literally, bubbles underneath. Man, are we moving from COVID to syphilis? <laughs> I think we're going to, I think they're going to be, uh, uh, running beside each other here oh, for a little bit. They're doing the 800 meter, you know, run, whatever, beside <laughs> right. each other. Yeah. There's a baton handoff, I Man. think, but the baton didn't get sanitized first. Give me... <laughs> <laughs> get it together, Can Alberta. Can we get something else to join the race? Wrap it up. Wrap it L- up. Literally. <laughs> I am going to wrap the jar up now, I think. All right. More stickers on the jar. (laughs) More stickers. Soper and Brown, show 977 Hits FM. Syphilis outbreak in Alberta. Alberta, come on. Come on. Get it together. How many many news stories from Alberta start with, despite advances in science and medicine? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said, you're going to have to put a condom over the uh, fart jar. Over the whole jar. That's it. You got to wrap it up, right? We just have to find somebody who has condoms. I, I got to be honest, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, Carl. Yeah? I don't want to give my mom syphilis. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. I really don't want to do that, man. <laughs> I truly don't want to do it. Jar stinks. A couple weeks later. Uh, Matt? <laughs> Imagine that conversation with the doctor. Oh, we got to record that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you took you took audio of your uh, of your vasectomy that we played. We would definitely need to have that. How'd you catch this? Well, my son sent me a fart jar across Canada, <laughs> and it passed through some infectious areas of Alberta before getting here. Somehow, the contact. How'd you get syphilis? Well, it all started with my son. You see, it all started. <laughs> I had this idiot. <laughs> I had this idiot. <laughs> all right, let's take a break uh, before things get too weird. Uh, uh, we got the machine <laughs> just around the corner, Carl. Before we give anybody else an STD? Yes. <laughs> uh, Sorry, STI now. Oh, yes. I forgot that it switched up. Let's get correct. Um, honestly, I don't remember what's on the machine. I can't even tease you with it. It's just coming up. Welcome to Machine! 905-682-9797. Give that machine a call anytime. And we're going to start with what I would say is an absolute bang-on impression of you and I, Carl. All right. Good morning, party people. How the heck are you doing? Happy Wednesday to you, yours. 5.37 a.m. 
was happy Wednesday to you, Carl freaking Brown. How you doing, pal? I don't want no air duct phone calls. Mm-hmm. I don't like Wednesdays. I don't like Thursdays. I don't like Monday. And I especially don't like Tuesdays. That's correct. Bang I'm gonna on. get uh, when you get your hernia surgery. <laughs> I'm gonna get that guy to fill in for you. <laughs> People won't even notice you're gone. No, like that. To a T, was it me? The whole thing. Was that me calling the machine? Uh, the, the energy was bang on for both parties. He, uh, he got the date right. He pretty <laughs> much got my uh, you know my take on days of the week yeah. right down to a T. Yeah, uh, so absolutely. I think I may have called the machine last night by accident. <laughs> and how about this? An even better impression of somebody else. Hello there. This is Mark on a plane. You must always on a plane. Was he calling from a plane engine? Uh, he's not calling from the outside of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that wasn't even close. No. So, a couple of swings and misses there. That, that wasn't that wasn't Sean Connery, and that wasn't... It, it didn't mm. sound like Sean Connery, oh. and he was calling from the worst possible mm-hmm. spot for connection of all time ever. Yeah. Why'd you wait for a wind tunnel to call us? With, with that, yeah. I have a message specifically for you, Carl. All right. Hello, this is duck cleaning. Do you need your ducks cleaned? <laughs> I don't have ducks. Oh, you don't have ducks? Oh, no. Okay. All right, fair enough. Well, I will have my geese scrubbed. <laughs> your geese scrubbed. I had two more calls yesterday. No way. Two more yesterday. They're listening to the show. Obviously. They are listening officially. Two more calls yesterday. Blocked and reported. Would we want to be the Every num- single day. Would we want to be the number one show for s- scam callers? <laughs> we want listeners, right? But yeah, like that's yeah, probably sure. going too far, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, probably. I don't know if that's the audience that we're trying to reach. Right. You can't ask for who listens. I would think constantly railing against scams would turn them off from listening to us. Like if if that was your job, you'd be like, I don't know if I want to listen to this radio show that takes a dump on my job every single day. Carl, have you ever heard of cuckolding? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Do you ever just want to like put up a podcast of all the messages that come into the machines instead of the ones you just like to play on air so we can all gut ourselves laughing and have some good entertainment? Mm. I don't know. It's, uh, I just love to hear some of the foolishness and you might hear in the mornings where you pee your pants laughing. I don't know, man. Hey, we, we, we don't pee our pants laughing anymore, do we? <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, maybe. maybe. A little dribble. Yeah. Not a full pee. Uh, to be honest with you, most of the I play pretty much every solid the stuff, message. The stuff that you cut is it, it, it may, out of a, it might be funny to some. Some of it is occasionally sad. Some of yeah. it is occasionally threatening. Some of it is completely, completely incoherent. Yeah, it's one one. I'll tell you the one thing I don't miss about not being in studio across the table from you is listening to you sift through the 20 to 30 messages to find the six to seven good ones yeah. that we can find. So maybe one day we'll do a, we'll do a, you know, a rejected machine podcast and have some fun with it. Hold on to some stuff that, you know, works, but didn't make it or some stuff that's just absolutely. I think it'd be a bonkers. slog. I think, I think you'd lose interest after the first few. You'd go, Oh, that's why he cut this. It'd be a slog for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know what has become one of my more fav- or favorite reoccurring things over the last week or so? What's that? Is the guy that's listening to our podcast late. Oh, yeah, the guy who is a few months behind. He was listening to shows from May, which is where the whole clap yeah. about a plane thing came back up. And uh, where did he? Where has he made it to now? So, and and again, it's so great to me because he's all of this stuff that we're doing this week and last week that involves him. He's going to get to this way. way we can say anything right now, and we won't even hear from him. We're going to get calls in like late September yeah. or early October. So I don't I just got up with the podcast. I noticed you guys are dropping my name. I don't re- even remember talking about this. Boys, listening to the podcast, um, Carl had said he wouldn't take 100 bucks per hand to put his fingers in a mouse snap trap. Now, before I keep going, do you remember this conversation? Absolutely not. Neither do I. As an exterminator, I can tell you a mouse snap trap don't hurt. It's the rat one you mm. don't want your fingers caught in. Does that some bitch hurt? Mm-hmm. I can imagine, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I can imagine. The larger the trap, the less I want to put my hands in it. I mean, that's just math. Yeah. I still think the mouse ones would suck. Yeah, it would hurt. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a pinch. It's gonna be a snap. It's gonna you know it's going to hurt, but of course, hurt is relative when you're talking about rat traps or that's probably snapping a finger, right? Awesome cages or bear traps, and there's <laughs> Carl, other things I would not put my hands in as well. Carl, I'm caught in the possum cage again. <laughs> again. Why? Why did you go again after the peanut butter? Again, I don't again know. Again and again and again. I don't know. They hung a rice cake in the back for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I woke up this morning and looked in on my son. He's wearing his headphones. Before leaving for work, I tapped him on the shoulder, asked him why he was wearing his headphones all night, and he looked at me, nine-year-old eyes, and says, Dad, I really wish we had thicker walls. Uh. So I went to work, and now I'm pondering, what am I going to walk into when I get home this evening? <laughs> It's a tough conversation to have. There's no, oh, no doubt. Oh, man. Thicker walls, yeah. yeah you know, noise-canceling headphones would have been... Uh, they're, they're great, and they would have been great at times when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, living in the basement directly under your parents' bedroom is always a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but also, it can get you in a little bit of trouble. If you're listening to something or maybe watching something that you prefer to be a little discreet. Oh. If you're maybe looking up a video... Oh. Such as you've got males, <laughs> and, you've, and you've got both ears covered. Somebody could grab a door handle. You might not notice. Best to keep one ear out. Is that from experience? It's just a fair warning for everyone out there. Let's finish with this. Imagine Matt covered in honey. Now imagine Carl covered in butter. Mm-hmm. What do you get? Sex. No diggity? Yes, diggity. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, nine oh five. Play on, play out. Six eight two, nine seven nine seven. I, I guess call the machine or text at any time. The Silver and Brown Show on ninety seven seven Hits FM. Nine seven seven nine seven seven. You can text the show anytime. Uh, Carl, you were briefly telling me off air mm-hmm. about uh, a story out of Ontario that you wanted to. Yeah, well, you you talked about a guy this morning who was uh, he was wanted on some charges and decided that the best way to get clean was to walk through a car wash and he got picked up after getting knocked out 
We talked about um, the guy last week who was driving a suspended license with beer cans filling the back window of the vehicle. I feel like in the last two weeks especially, we have spent a lot of time on the declining brain power of the human being. And we've talked about people who are impossibly stupid and will draw the most heat to themselves just by existing. It's kind of what the show is made out of, honestly. It's kind of made of just a heat-seeking missile. So we're looking at a, a resident from London, Ontario, who decided to uh, rent a vehicle. He didn't go for the uh, mid-sized sedan, if you will. He went for a lime green Lamborghini. Oh, interesting choice on color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lime green. I'm, I'm assuming this is from one of those, uh, one of the like Scenic Rush or one of the one of those kind of companies that rents out these high-end luxury vehicles. Some places even have spots where you can like go rent a track for a couple hours and drive. And that's not what this guy did. He went out for a rip, as you do when you've rented a Lambo to, <laughs> I assume, take Tinder pictures in front of. Probably. Got busted by Peel Regional Police. What do you think he was doing in a, in a 60 zone in Brampton? I mean, it's going to be something extraordinary. So, like, a, a, a buck 10. Not bad. 122 in a 60. Ooh! 122K. Over double. In a 60 zone. Obviously, it's ticketed. Nice. Sports car, which is valued upwards of $260,000 US, was impounded. Oh, yeah. Now, the fun price. The fun part of this, yeah. The 28-year-old renter is going to have to pay the rental fees for the entire 14-day oh. impound, which authorities estimate will cost him approximately $18,000. Oh man. 18 grand to yeah. pretend that you had one for a day. Yeah. I hope you got every photo you needed to get for every social feed that you need to pretend to be a baller on. I hope you got everything, bud. Because eighteen grand is going to be the cost of the impoundment, plus the ticket, plus I'm sure licensing penalties and all what that you, kind of stuff. What on do top you of do it. if you don't have like that in savings? You don't have that on a credit card. Well, for, What's from even my, the process? From my experience, when a car gets impounded, and I have gone through this before, uh, if they have to keep it for longer, or if you can't pay it off immediately, the interest on those, <laughs> it moves north in a fairly rapid pace. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it's not some low interest, oh yeah, and, you know, just chip away at it and do the best you can. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh. No, they tag you. Yeah. And they kick you when you're down. Yeah. And then they keep kicking. And then you turn your wallet over and go, your wallet's no good. And they kick you a little more. (laughs) It's not good, man. It's not good. Marshall has become obsessed with Lambos because there's there's Lambos in in Fortnite. Yeah. And so the other day, he's like, Dad, have you ever driven a Lambo? I was like, the hell kind of question is that? I haven't, but I told him I did. Oh. Yeah, because. And you thought you were like the coolest dude ever? He's like, Dad, what was it like? And I was like, I wasn't prepared for the Fast, man. Yeah, incredibly fast. Can I drive a Lambo one day? I don't know, pal. Guess we have to wait and see. I have no idea. Can I get a Lambo? God, you better become an influencer or something. Absolutely not. Better become one of them influencers. 122 in a 60 in a rented lime green 
Lambo. Somebody said Carl Impound story? <laughs> oh, you have 20 seconds. Oh, buddy, it takes more than 20. Yeah? Oh, it takes more than 20. Oh, is it a bad one? Real bad. Ooh. It was, because it wasn't me driving it. Oh, you know what? Beautiful. Let's follow up in seven minutes. The Silver and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. A lot of text messages coming in saying, Carl, mm. impound story. Let's go. What happened? <laughs> oh, we were man. talking about the guy in uh, uh, Brampton, right? Yeah. Got pulled over in Brampton. The dude's from London. Yeah. Oh, and you know, actually, before you get going, I've got, got uh, over on line 29. You wanted to quickly chime in about this? What's going on, man? Got, uh, I live in Brampton. Okay. That, that was just recently, right? Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I saw him. You saw him? It must, it must have been the day he got caught, but I, I live in, like, uh, Sandalwood Kennedy area. Yeah. I saw him going the other way on Sandalwood <laughs> one day, and, and, like, yeah, he was just rubbing through the gears, so he must have got caught, like, shortly or thereafter. Uh, so you saw him just whipping through town? Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Well, because, you know what? I love them. They're beautiful cars, but, like, why would you even buy one here unless you're going to yeah. take it to the track on a regular basis? You can't drive it. No, I mean, it's a good point. Thanks, man. I'm going to put you on hold. It is a good point. A car like that, <laughs> oh, for you're city, not getting for, full use out of no, it. No, for, like, your, like, city driving, like, in and yeah. around, it's terrible. If you wanted to open that thing to 120 on the highway, nobody would have noticed. Yeah. When you're doing 122 and a 60 in a lime green Lamborghini, what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> Surprised he was the only guy that called in. It's not hard to notice. You're putting, you, you may as well put a siren on top of your car and say, pull me over. I'm an idiot. $18,000 worth of fees as it got impounded for 14 days. Yes. 18000 is just what it's going to cost from the rental company. Yeah, true. Because he's got to rent it. He's, they're basically charging him to rent it for the additional two weeks it's impounded. So on top of the eighteen k impound fees yeah, your licensing right. penalties all that kind of stuff like it could be like 30 grand by the time this thing's you're over right. so i hope you enjoyed it so i hope you got your pictures <laughs> what was your story you said you got impounded <sighs> yeah so I'll, I'll share this and it's not something i've really talked about a ton but this is i think it's before you and i started working together mm-hmm. because i would have shared this with you if, if we were working together so summertime must have been 2010 or 2011 and I was uh, I was at home in uh, in Squamish, BC, where you and I uh, worked together, lived together. I was there a bit before you. I spent yep. about eight years there, and the focus was still fairly new. And Chelsea had borrowed it to I think because she, she was working in Vancouver. She was living with me at the time, but was working in Vancouver. So I took the newer car down to work, and met a friend for dinner after work, and then was driving uh, back towards. Uh, Squamish, and on the Upper Levels Highway in North Vancouver, she got tagged with excessive speeding no. and got my car impounded for no. seven days. Seven days? Seven days. And you and guys she, were a one-car household at that point, right? Uh, I think at the time we still had her little Aveo, yeah. her little tiny, like, it looked like a, like a, like a skate, like a roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked very funny driving it. So I think that's what that's what I got around in. But I believe, if I remember correctly, because so this happens, and I get a call, not from not from Chels. I actually get a call from her dad, 
Oh. She wouldn't call me. No way. So after the car is impounded, they basically left her on the side of the highway and the upper levels highway in like North Vancouver at, you know, whatever time of night. And her, her mom and dad came and picked her up because they were living, you know, in the lower mainland there. And I get a call from Dave saying, this is what's happened. I'm like, put her on the phone. He's like, I'm not going to put her on the phone. I was like, you bring her back here. He's like, I'm not bringing her up there. <laughs> so, I think at some point she came and got the the Aveo. And then, like, I think she, like, went and, like, stashed at her parents' place for a week. And we, like, we didn't talk for a bit. Oh, it was, man. It was bad, dude. Like, that's probably why I haven't shared the story. Because it's not, like, some, like, cool punchline on the end of it. It's yeah. just, like, it got impounded. Your license was suspended and all this. Like, it just started a cascade of, of fees. And it was, I was, whoo, baby. <laughs> I can hear it. You want to talk about steamed. Wow. Oh, man. Do you remember what the fees ended up being? Uh, I think for the week, like it's, I think it was 100 bucks a day. I'm pretty sure the impound fee minimum was like 700 bucks, And then there was additional whatever on top of it. But, oh, yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I was unthrilled. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 10 years later, I'm still not very thrilled about it. <laughs> but that's the that's the story. Again, it's in BC, so the impound laws might be a bit different. Someone said the impound's now 14 days. It was yeah. seven at the time, so we had to do had to do a week without it. You know, brand you know, it was a new car. It was probably about a year in. I didn't even think it could get excessive speed. Yeah, really? it, but somebody found out that you could. So, oh but yeah, I just, I just remember that the call comes in from from Dave from her dad. <laughs> Well, there's no punchline, as you said, to this. But. There's no punchline. I mean, I got the car back, and we got married eventually, so everything worked out okay. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was it was a dark period. Do you want me to play Shelby's Wookiee auto-tuned for you? Would that All help? Right. Okay. Yeah, it helped a bit. Okay. Broadcasting from the White House of Rock, we're CHTZ, Niagara and Hamilton, an iHeart radio station. Southern Ontario's best rock, 97.7 Hits FM. You know, now that we got Carl all fired up from his uh, <laughs> impound story. Having to relive that, yeah. <laughs> we do need to talk about another scam. We've talked, for, for, this week it's just come up a bunch. I, yeah. I, made an off, I made an offhand joke the other day about uh, when you threw to me and I said, oh, I'm just calling about your air ducts. <laughs> and we've talked a lot about, about scams, about trying to take money from vulnerable people. And I want to cover a story. And I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't about policy. It's not about who you're voting for, who you want to donate to. It's about dis honestly labeling something and trying to take money from what I think is vulnerable people. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you know where this is going to go. Check your mail. There's a donation that might be labeled an invoice. We're going to get to more details here in just a moment. After the trues on Hits FM. Soper and Brown Show. It's 97.7 Hits FM. 8-11. Now, we were just you know, mentioning a few minutes ago, you want to get into yeah. something here. And it's mm-hmm. these these conversations are always tough. And yeah. I, I think it was good with what you said where this has nothing to do no. with who you vote for, who you should vote for, anything like that. So Yeah, if or how you donate to a campaign, either yeah. with money or time or whatever. So if that's what you want to text us in the next few minutes, please yeah. I'll ask you. Don't just, 
Just don't don't put there. don't put words in my mouth because it's yeah. not about that. But there is something that has come up over the last few days that is frankly insane. So I first saw this uh, this story and this picture. It popped up on the uh, on the Ontario subreddit on like Tuesday night, and I sent you a link for it. And I said I want to talk about it tomorrow. I just want to I just want to track it for a couple of days and see where this goes. I don't want to just rush out there. In case somebody had done some elaborate Photoshop job or something. A bunch of people yeah, throughout Ontario, different areas, have received uh, in the mail what looks to be an invoice. And it's from the Ontario PCs. Now, what it is, is a donation request to their election readiness fund. But the way they put this thing together and the company that they, uh, I, was, I would assume, are working together with to, uh, to put this thing together, right up top is the Ontario PC. There's the uh, fundraising office there. Big black letters, invoice. Mm-hmm. Description on the line item here. Election readiness fund, quantity one, total $300. Please respond today. Is what it says on it there. It says it right on there. Please respond today. Now you you just see that, and even just hearing it now, that makes you stop and go, "Oh, what? Like, yeah, what is this? What do you mean I have to pay this? What do you mean I have to pay this immediately?" Now again, if you stop, you slow down, you look through the whole thing. Of course, you're going to realize that it's somebody asking for donation funds, which is it's fine. That's hey, look. Political campaigns need to fundraise. I understand that process. But does this not feel like just one step short of like mail fraud to anybody else? Absolutely. Like, does this not seem misleading, maybe directed at people who might see an invoice and just and just panic and, and pay, pay it immediately? Right? That's what I worry about. Absolutely. Are you separating people? potentially vulnerable people maybe it's seniors maybe it's people who uh, have english as a second language who just see this and go oh invoice attention please respond today and they take care of it that feels to me unethical extraordinarily unethical of course it is that feel like I, and I know political campaigns are aggressive in their fundraising and what they need to get these things done i'm not i'm not ignorant to it I understand it's a filthy game from top to bottom. And the one thing that I'm more upset about, even than the PCs, is Elections Ontario. Elections Ontario has said this is not under their, what they refer to as their purview. And that they do not regulate the content of campaign or fundraising materials or the content of political advertising. How is it not illegal? Like to put invoice on there to you are causing potential panic. If that is not what you do, and if that is not the purpose you serve to review fundraising materials or the content of advertising or things like this that are going to go out to potential voters, Elections Ontario, what do you do? Yeah. What purpose do you serve? If this is if they just this if this is just cool by you and within the rule book, 
and you guys are chill about this, what do you do? What do you do with your time? What do you do with the budget that's allocated to you? Just set up polling stations and check them off, move on? I know from being in the creative writing process, when it comes to putting political ads out, it's, it's very careful verbiage that has to be put in there. It has to be reviewed uh, thoroughly by by your media company, by the parties involved and everything. There's, there's legalese that has to be a part of it. You can send out fundraising donations, requests, with an invoice label on them like that? I mean, excuse my language, but that's sick shit. And I just, I, I saw this, I've been sitting on this for about 48 hours, and I'm hot about it. I'm really hot about it. And I don't understand. We talked yesterday about the air duct thing. And I say, it's, it's, I don't understand why in every step of our life, if my phone rings, if an email pops up, if the mail comes to my house, there's a scam in it. In every opportunity, why must we be constantly avoiding getting screwed out of our money? Why is this a thing every step of the way? Whether it's hiring somebody for whatever it is, every step, it feels like you have to be on a constant state of alert to not get screwed, to not get a, a text message that opens a virus, or to not have somebody send a political donation request that looks like an invoice, or to try and get Apple gift cards out of you for a visit from Carrie Underwood, <laughs> whatever it is, from the most ridiculous to the most feasible. Why? Why must we constantly fight this stuff off? Can we not expect better? Maybe and maybe that's what we should do when it comes, you know, election time, whether it's federal, whether it's provincial, whether it's local. Ask for more. Ask for more from everybody, from your employer, from your government, from everybody. Ask for more. Start high. Because, obviously, if they can send letters like this, they're asking, and they're starting high. So, it's crap. I hate it. I'm real angry about it. I'm going to take about five minutes to cool off. And we're going to come back and have some more fun on the show. Southern Ontario's Best Rock and the Sober and Brown Show on 97.7 Hits FM. Sober and Brown Show. <laughs> Multiple text messages. <laughs> There's like five texts in a row. So how can you go from that rant to Janie's got a gun? <laughs> absolutely ruined for a lot of people. Uh, for me, it's the first thing I yeah. think of. Yeah, <laughs> for just about everybody. <laughs> Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Yeah. I know a few people are are hot at me about it, but man, like I said, it's it's not so much about the tactic itself. It's not about who's using it. It's just to me about why it's allowed. Yeah, I just I just don't under I don't understand how we can't look at something and everybody goes, oh, that's wrong, and then the people who who manage it go, hmm, shrug. You know, it's just, it's, just, it. it's an, it's an, it's a, it's an injustice thing much more than a, than a who you're voting for thing. I and mean, we just, we were, there was a conservative ad that just ran on the show. Like, yeah. we don't care. Just go out and vote, participate in the process. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't care who it's for. Donate to who you want. It's fine. It's just, uh, I just don't get, I don't get why it's allowed. That's all. You know, to, to transition really quickly. And yeah. Can you raise, of, raise some money for a good cause? Yeah. Speaking of donations, uh, somebody let us know that uh, A&W is doing their Teenburger uh, cause to help uh, raise funds and awareness for MS today. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's something they've been doing um, every. I think it's every summer. It's every August. It is every August. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, on average uh, twelve Canadians are diagnosed with MS every single day. But every uh, teen burger you buy today, two bucks from it uh, will go to support Canadians living with MS. There's God. a way to donate online, and uh, obviously you can pop by uh, an A and W anywhere close to you and grab a teen burger today, and two bucks from it. It uh, goes to a good cause. A couple of things. MS is, a, if you know anybody who does suffer from it or yeah. is battling it, it is a tough, tough battle, man. It really, really is. Yeah. So anything to help you know, with the research and, and stuff on it. Number two, the team burger is an elite burger. That I is would, an elite fast food burger. I would say from a window, it is my favorite like beef burger. Actually, I I completely agree and that's not we're not trying to, you know, butter no, up not, A&W here. <laughs> no, we're not we're not greasing the wheels. Uh no. but I would I would say and has been for a long time. It's yeah. my favorite uh beef burger that you can get from a window is uh, is the teen. I'm trying to think of my top 3 because I I agree the the teen burger absolutely comes in at number in 1. There. You know number what might one. come in at number 2? Mm-hmm. The matzo burger. <laughs> yeah. That's another great beef burger. Maybe a traditional Whopper with cheese after that or something. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I have to think about the rankings. I know. I'm, I have to look back. I need to think of more. I'm more yeah. of a chicken burger guy. Typically, Yeah. I enjoy the, the chicken burgers. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt in my mind that the teen is what stands out above. I actually like the teen burger, but I, I'm not a ketchup guy, as you know. Of course. I like to put the Thousand Island from the matzo burger oh, onto the teen burger. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You know, and every once in a while, every, it's probably like every five years, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. it's uh, the uh, MS Day, Cruising for, whatever it is. I can't, Mm -hmm. I think it might be called Cruising for a Cause. I can't remember. Um, Cruising for a Cause is the like bike ride that takes part alongside it, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes more sense. But every five years or so, this day lands on my birthday. (laughs) And at that day, it's five teen burgers for dinner day, baby. (laughs) How many is too many? How many is too many? How many could you house in one sitting, do you think? For a good cause? Three? Oh, you could do more than three. All right. Get your act together. For a good cause, four. (laughs) I'm I'm pegging. Look, we're going to need you to be a good part of this team. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need you to be like Uh an anchor on this team, pal. An anchor? Yes. Yeah, I might sink if I have four of these things. (laughs) No, I'm putting you down for six. Six? Yeah, we're in a competition. You didn't know? Half does? Yeah, you didn't know? Oof, you could house six. I'm not saying you're going to feel that, good after. Now that's a challenge. Yeah. Sixteen burgers. I'm not going to say what? you feel good, but an hour. What do you get? Oh, you could. If you could do, I believe. I believe I could do six in twenty minutes. <laughs> you starting this? Well, I've already. I did it last time. I did it with are the they, nugget thing. Are they open? At, it's eight thirty. I don't think we can skip the dishes. Sixteen yeah. burgers over to you, unfortunately. I don't think so. You don't think you really could? Like, if the time limit was on, you couldn't house six in 20 minutes? In in 20? Yeah. Oh, man. That's tough. I don't think... That's a lot lot of chewing. Yeah, I don't think it's as hard as you think it would be. (laughs) That's... So you need to eat basically a teen burger every three minutes, right? That's... Yeah. Yeah. Give or take, add an extra 20 or an extra 10 seconds. 310. That's what it is. Sure. No, wait. 320. Doesn't matter. You know (laughs) what? (laughs) Doesn't matter. Actually, it is. It's 320. I feel like it's 320. I'm gonna, tw- order t- I'm gonna order two. You're gonna I'll order two? two? I'm gonna order two today. Three twenty a burger. Get two. Three twenty yeah. a burger. Six in twenty minutes? <laughs> I think it's possible. God, you'd feel awful after. You certainly wouldn't feel good. How bad do you want to try it right now? I really want to try it now. 
Got you all, got you all whipped up. Oh. This, look at you take a charitable angle. We're looking at you just spreading some goodwill and Mister Competition over here. Oh, we got a timer. I got to get, uh, I got to get six burgers in here. I got to, you Always. know, put a gun to Carl's head. See if you can finish them. Let's That's see what right. happens. That's right. I will get the gun. You get the team burgers. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, get to A and W today and grab some yeah. of those. You know they're two, good. Two bucks from every team burger. You know they're good. Uh, we got people fired up in the text box now. Oh That's my good. god! Hopefully we uh, we help them raise a little bit of a little bit of cash. Somebody did say they're going to skip us twelve teen burgers right now, <laughs> dude. If if six teen burgers show up, <laughs> I will do the challenge. Do I get to show up to work and eat three of them? Or uh, yeah, the, I'll, the I'll sneak in the building. Okay, <laughs> I'll sneak in the building. Yeah, uh, you know what the issue is? As you said, I am insanely competitive. Yeah, insanely competitive. You. Mm-hmm. Do not have that. Like you, you are competitive when it comes to, like trivia stuff because yeah. I think you expect more out of yourself. Yeah, yeah, but that's fair. For like an eating competition, I don't care. You just do I not care. care. No, like I could be care. on the other side going, "Let's go, Carl! Come on!" You'd be like, uh, "No, buddy, I'm not racing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you do. I still <laughs> truly believe you could do six and twenty if yeah. there was like something on the line. Just like that donkey plodding along, just plodding along. Go faster. Sorry, pal. Not doing it. Six and 20. There's a reason I didn't get the speeding ticket. (laughs) (laughs) I move at my pace. Thank you very much. Well, let's see if we can frustrate him with some trivia shortly. Uh, We have $100 worth of vouchers to give away for the... Lotto Max draw. You're oh, 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 one and two. Yeah, tough week. One outright loss, two overtime losses, tough no week. dubs on the board. Less than 10 minutes. Let's see what happens. Now, now, it's time, time for Carl versus the world on 97.7 Hits FM. All right, Brown. It's been a tough week for you, pal. It's been oh, it's always a tough week. Tough go. <laughs> Someone said I, someone said I made a noise, apparently, when you said slap him around. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to go we'll back to, and check go back and listen to it. Someone said, what was that noise that came from Brown after you said slap him around? And then they followed that up with, it sounded like a depressed orgasm. <laughs> Only kind I have, partner. That is the uh, name of Carl's autobiography, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, it is. Quickly, before we get to trivia, depressed orgasm is the first album from... 90. Number 90. It's the first album from... <laughs> Bean dip bath. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. It is. Uh, all right. By the way, this is really cool. We get a battle of the Johns today. Of the Johns. Yeah. Not Moxley. Toronto. John in Toronto is who you're playing for. Okay. And you're going to be battling John in Niagara Falls. John, good morning, buddy. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Yourself? Good, man. So, yeah, you're battling another John today. That Not only... Will you be trying to win yourself a prize? You need to become the superior John. <laughs> the top John. The top John. Let's see top how you John. do, pal. Uh, do you want to go first or second, by the way? Uh, dealer's choice. Let Car- Carl choose. Oh, Carl. Uh, let me go first today. Go first. Okay. Yep. John, you sound exasperated. Do you not feel confident <laughs> here or what? No, Carl spanks me every time I play him in this game. Have you ever beat him? Never. Oh, might be your week. Might be your week. So three questions, all multiple choice. Carl, let's get you to go first. How long Mm -hmm. 
is the world's longest water slide. Okay. Just over 3,600 feet, just over 4,600 feet, just over 5,600 feet. I think it's one of the first two. 36, 46, 56. I'm gonna, go low, I'm, gonna, I'm going low end here. Thirty six over over 3,600 feet is a long-ass water slide. And that is the water slide. Well done. Cool. Cool. John, Benjamin Millipede <laughs> is not famous, but is married to which famous actress? <laughs> a, Helen Hunt. B, Natalie Portman. C, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow is kind of a goofball, so uh, I'll go her. <laughs> go her. <laughs> I like it. Uh, very interesting logic, but it did not work for you, pal. It's not what we were looking for. Uh, Natalie Portman. Benjamin Millipede. Really? Okay. Natalie Portman. Good for him. A Carl. Ben Millipede. Really? <laughs> Natalie, huh. Natalie Millipede. Huh. Uh, Carl. Yeah. Ray Lewis yep. holds the NFL record for what? The most blocked field goals in a season? The most forced fumbles in a season? The most tackles in NFL history? Uh, oof, that's tough. He was great. I'm going to say, I want to say forced fumbles. The most forced fumbles in a season? Yeah. Is incorrect. Who's he got? The most tackles in NFL history. Is he really? He's an all-time leading tackler? All-time leading tackler goes to Ray Lewis. Tackled that murder case. (laughs) John, (laughs) in the book, The Lord of the Flies, which famously sees a group of children stranded on an island, Mm -hmm. how many of those children are boys? Six, seven, or four? Wow. They're all boys. Uh, uh, we'll go six. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. That is correct. Oh, Look dude. at you. That is correct. <laughs> Were there nine girls? Ha ha. <laughs> nice. Well done. Uh, all right, Carl, you got to get this right to apply the pressure, pal. All right, man. In 1973, mm-hmm. Hitler... Had a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> how much did Hitler's? How much did Hitler's yeah. Mercedes Benz go for in an auction in 1973? One hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars, one hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars, one hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars. Uh I am. I'm blown. I'm blown away here by the question. It's a great. <laughs> Great question, but you got to warn a guy. Uh, <laughs> C. C, 153,000? Sure, as a guess. Yeah, it's a, just a dart throw. I'm picking C. It's correct. Oh, oh, 153? That wow. is ridiculous. Uh, by the way, the, the if you prorate it, that's the equivalent of somebody paying 897,000 today. Wow. Ooh. All right, man. Well, John, got to get this correct to force a lightning round. All right, say the correct answer a little bit louder so we can not uh, <laughs> the week. Which Friends star first three movies in their career 
included Mac and Me, Leprechaun, and She's the One. Matt LeBlanc, Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Aniston. First three a, movies. Mac and Me, Leprechaun, and She's the One. Leprechaun. I thought it was the other one, Cox, but, uh, uh, oh, you know what? I picked Kudrow before. Let's try her again. You're she trying Kudrow again. Yeah, let's go. That's incorrect. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. No, it's Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston was the answer. That's right. <laughs> I've actually... I've actually seen her in Leprechaun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've seen it. Well, uh, John, it's a mm-hmm. tough go today, buddy. Maybe next time will be the day you finally take down the brown. Uh, the streak's alive. So. All right, brother. Appreciate <laughs> you playing. You. Have a great morning, all right? You're all right. You guys too. Bye-bye. See you later, buddy. Thanks, John. There we go, Carl. That means John in Toronto. John. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Where you go, Carl? We got you covered, pal. John was incredibly confident in you off air too, Carl. Yeah, he after felt the week I, after the week I've had. No, yeah, I guess it. I was maybe I was due. Yeah. Uh, John needed it. Yeah, congratulations, buddy. We got a hundred dollars worth of vouchers coming your way for the Lotto Max draw. Stay in the line, all right? All right, brother. Thank you. The Silver and Brown Show, ninety-seven-seven hits FM. Congrats to John who beat John. Carl beat John. <laughs> helped John. <laughs> And now they got a hundred. He, they, somebody has a hundred dollars for the vouchers. Lot of extra. Uh, great texture. So you got to clip uh, John when he said Carl spanks him every time. Ooh, Caitlin, yeah. please write that down. That yeah. would be great. Uh, also, somebody said that when we were teasing up, trying to get callers, you sounded yeah. like you had a depressed orgasm. That's what somebody in the text box said. Yeah. Okay, I went and pulled the audio for the vouchers for the Lotto Max draw. Can Carl get his first win, or can you continue? So apparently it's right after I say slap down the brown. So let's listen. Here we go. Continue to slap down the brown. Well, I... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe? I was saying, well... Yeah, hold on. Let's hear it again. Hold on. Well... (laughs) I guess out of context, maybe. Maybe? You know know what it was? What? I had forgotten that we hadn't put the call out. So when you you came on quickly, okay, you ready to go? I was like, uh, yeah, I'm ready. And in my brain, we had callers, and we were going to start the contest. Oh! And then you did the like the actual call out. I just kind of lost where we were in the show. I was responding to somebody in the text box, and that. So I was trying to think. Uh, I was buying myself some time with the longer. Well. So you made a weird sound. <laughs> I made a weird sound. Hold on, hold on. Well. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Now. Can you can you line that up with the moose? Well. I hear it now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. We have have, have fun here, don't we? We have Silverstein tickets, right? Yes, we do. All right. Silverstein (laughs) tickets to give away. 20th anniversary. See them in Toronto in December. We're playing best question, as we always do, 905-688-9797, or you can text the show, 977-977. A question for Carlos, myself, pose something towards Hits Nation, anything at all. We will go rapid fire, and we'll do it in about seven minutes' time. Fire on me now. Who is this? A huge ass. Is this two people on the line? No, I don't do no party line. Nine seven seven nine seven seven. Text the show. Call us too. Nine zero five six eight eight nine seven nine seven. Now, before we go any further. Yeah. What did you Frankenstein together there? Apparently, you had a depressed orgasm a second ago. 
I was taking in questions here, and I just hear. Sorry, you were taking in what? Uh, yes, I was taking in questions. Is that what you I was I was copying and pasting some questions onto a document, and I just hear you giggling and editing away over there. So what have you what have you created? Well, go ahead, show uh, us your work again. Uh, you made a weird sound that people called the depressed orgasm. This was it. Well, okay, one guy called it that. Yeah, okay, yeah. and then we put the moose sound over it. Well, Second different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, people said, you got to auto-tune Carl's well. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, pretty funny. <laughs> and then I thought, well, I got to auto-tune the moose. I hear it now. You know, this is actually what I always dreamed our radio show would be. I know. This is exactly it. We were thinking, you guys are screwing around. This is exactly what we hoped for. It is. I've got 10 questions. Uh, all right, go. You ready? Yeah. Would you rather send a dick pic to your family group chat or accidentally watch a sex tape of your parents? Awesome. Awesome. To accidentally watch a sex tape of my parents, it'd probably be on VHS. Yeah. What, <laughs> it'd be what? pretty tough to bump into that, you know what am, I mean? Am I also accidentally not turning it off? Do you guys have family group chats? Do yeah. you have one? I don't have one of those, no. I don't have a family group chat. No. I talk to my sister. I and suppose. Like, and I, like two aunts. I have a chat that has my sister and nephew in it. That's not a full thing, though. Like, <laughs> not both parents, right? Anyways, no, I, I would, the, I don't care. I'll send the dick pic and just yeah, go. The, Oops, sorry. Send my shameful schwanz to the group chat. <laughs> uh, is it just me, or does Rob Zombie look like somebody microwaved Jason Momoa for twenty minutes? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! It's funny. God, it's funny. Wow. You're picking today, okay? So keep track of these. Wow. If you had one free throw and you get it, you're going to win a million bucks. If you miss, you never get to send a text message again. Would you take it? Do I, can I, like, I'm going to take WhatsApp out of it because that's the same thing. But can I, like, Facebook Messenger people or no? No. Like you can't send a text. Like You can't send communication via text. You have to become a voice notes guy. I have to call people? Or become the guy who puts the voice note in the group chat that no one listens to. Mm. You know what I mean? When that comes up? I get one free throw? One free throw. I'm shooting one it. No, I'm shooting bucks. it. I'm shooting it. You're shooting it? I'm going for it. I think I think I can make it for one. Yeah. And You going backboard? You gonna take a bump? Uh no. No. You I'm going go straight in? I'm going nothing but net. Oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. What, what was the last time you think you shot a free throw? Nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Um I'm going to shoot the shot. I'm going to make it. I'm then going to follow that up by eating 16 burgers in 20 <laughs> minutes. And I'm going to clean my mouth with a crisp $1 million bill. That's right. A $1 million bill. Before it gets stolen by I, Cuba. I, I think I could make it. And yeah. honestly, I think I could live my life without texting. I'd be fine. Okay. How about you? I would not take it. Oh. No. If I had to send a voice, I, you just never hear from me again. Keep sending dick pics to the family chat. <laughs> yeah, that's Whatever. right. Uh, question for Soap. Are you planning on keeping the TikTok account after the fart jar is over? Yes, sir. Yes. There There'll be more more stuff to come when it's all said and done once Rebecca finishes her trip. 
More content. More. <laughs> if you were in a plane and it crashed, would you ever be able to fly again? You know, this is, I, I, I wonder if this comes from the Travis Barker thing. Possibly. So if it was 2008, I want to say that he, yeah, was, he was in a, in the plane in that crashed. Crash. It, it burned. He got burned very badly from it. I remember. There was and after that, he's f- five people he's on done. board. Four of them died. Right. Yeah. He was the only one that survived. That is even more insane to me. That's crazy for sure. Now he flew for the first time the other day is since that, right? that crash. Yeah. Good so for him. Thirteen years it would have been. Mm-hmm. So do I think I could? I do. Yeah. But. Man, it would take it would take a long time. Yeah, it would it would take some time, but like once, it, let's say it's not as traumatic as what he went through, right? Yeah, hard landing, bit of a crash, maybe a couple like a couple injuries, but mostly people make it out okay. You got to think your odds are pretty good of that never happening again, yeah. right? Um, question for you guys: If you could have any superhero be the savior of your town, who would it be? Oh, Captain America. Can I pick whoever does the least amount of damage? Yeah. Because every Avengers movie, Marvel movie, it's like, yeah, they saved everything. And it's like, there's like eight city blocks that were flattened. And we're just supposed to pretend all those office buildings didn't have folks in them. <laughs> Not they to just mention, got them all out. the rebuild is going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. So whoever does it like quickly and quietly, like I might take like, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, like Black Widow. What's a mm. what's the guy who shoot the, shoots the arrows? I feel like he doesn't cause a lot of damage. Whatever right. Jeremy Renner plays. Oh right, what was yeah. his name? Hawkeye. Hawkeye, thank you. Something like somebody like that. Hawkeye's Hawk- not going to save the day just himself, though. Well, obviously he needs backup. That's I'm hoping I mean. it's, I'm hoping it's not a huge emergency. Uh, I don't know. Uh, question here: You ever wonder how your skin stays on? What the? Do you thinking about it now? Oh, okay. Let the process here. Uh, two more, two more. Uh, if you owned your own buffet restaurant, what kind of food would you serve? Oh, it's it's Chinese and Japanese. That's the elite buffet food. I'm gonna I'll, I'll throw it in there uh, as as a change up. There is a buffet. I believe there's one. I think there is one in Ontario somewhere called Tandoori Flame, mm. and it is yeah. There's a Mississauga, you Brampton. India. You want Indian? It is one of the best buffet. We have one in, in Surrey, close to my place, yeah. and it was one of the best buffet experiences I, I think, I've ever had. I think Chinese or Japanese is elite buffet food. Okay. Uh, question here, and we'll go with this as the last one. If you could go back in time, relive any historical moment, what would it be? The Hitler car auction. Yeah, the car auction? No, you no. You put a bid in for no, 154000 no, no, I'm joking. Um, it kind of depends. Like, do you... like? Because you could go, like for you, like, would you love to go back and see the Cowboys' first Super Bowl? Probably. That's right? Good. Something like that. No team I've uh, cheered for has really won anything in my lifetime or in before my lifetime, actually. So the Canucks are out. Uh, I saw the Seahawks only win. So sports is kind of out for me. So I'd have to go back and see something that would... Watch the pyramids get blown up, like, you know, let, like with the pump. Let me go back and see what actually crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Aliens. Let me yeah. go see what actually crashed there before everybody got there and moved the stuff off site and covered it up. I like it. Let me see what actually came That's down out of this guy. What do you got, buddy? You're choosing today. I like the text free throw question. The text free throw I like question. that one. Whoever you are, send us your information. You got tickets. The Silver and Brown Show. All right, Brown, before we get out of here, what did we learn on the show today, pal? Uh, we learned 
that A&W is having their uh, Team Burger fundraiser today. Hell so yeah. By, grab yourself a Team Burger. Two bucks from everyone is going to go to uh, to people suffering with MS in Canada, which is good. I didn't get my 16 burgers sent over, so <laughs> guess that'll be a challenge for another day, Carl. Another day. Another day, another fundraiser. Uh, we covered some impound stories, both stupid and personal. Uh, out of an open mic, we discussed some porn parody names, and I may title the podcast today Forrest Gulp. <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> see about that. Yeah, uh, there. Apparently, Alberta is suffering through the worst syphilis outbreak since before penicillin was widely available. The all in one hole. Indeed. Uh, we talked scams, both big and small. And most of all, we learned that we've got a taker for the jar. Yes, sir, we but it's do. Headed to the syphilis capital of the world, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know if Medicine Hat actually holds that. That's, I was going to say, that's unfair and that's really slander. Speculation. <laughs> Wild speculation. Rebecca from Niagara Falls is driving to Medicine Hat. She starts her trip on Monday. Yeah. She has agreed to take the jar. So the journey is back on after some hiccups, after some scares. It kicks off Monday. We thank Rebecca, and I look forward to, well, the stories she provides for us. And hopefully seeing some fine roadside attractions throughout this country of ours. Ooh, the big goose in Wawa. The world's largest paper clip in Kipling, Saskatchewan. The giant dinosaur in Drumheller, Alberta. There's options. I can't wait to see them. With that, Ashley's up next. We're back bright and early tomorrow. Enjoy your Thursday party, people. Broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. Silver and Brown on 97.7 Hits FM.